and welcome back to the second episode of The Lands. <laughs> you had to think for a minute, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah, sorry it's taking us so long to do this. I've been busy, Kyle's been busy. Those who I've told about us doing our little fast food chain podcast that'll happen at a later date. Uh, some shit came up that we're going to talk about with the uh, U.S. forces pulling out of Afghanistan and how shittily it's been done. And how now the Taliban have basically taken over Afghanistan in like three four weeks. days, bro, or four days. I don't fucking know. Less than um, a week. Well, I do know, but I'm trying to give the Afghan military some light. So I'm gonna let Kyle start off first, and then we'll go in more details. We're gonna talk about in the future. He's gonna talk about the tweets he's been seeing because I don't go on Twitter. So I'm gonna let Kyle take it over now. I just want to start by talking about how incompetent this administration is currently. Because, first of all, from CNN breaking news, President Biden is expected to address the nation in the next few days about the crisis in Afghanistan. In the next few days? Okay. Like, what? Like, how? If we had a competent administration, they'd be responding today yesterday three days ago they would have already he would have already been up talking in front of the nation about what's going on yeah like what is going on yeah that will prevent him from speaking in front of the nation for the next few days about something that's currently going on so for those who don't know about the war in afghanistan the reason the u.s military is fighting afghanistan is to fight the war on terror for those who do know and those who were born after the events of 9-11 uh, when 9-11 occurred, the Al-Qaeda, a.k.a. the Taliban, and Osama bin Laden took claim of them doing that, which caused us to go and invade Afghanistan. Um, we've been there since huh, 2001. We've been in Afghanistan since 2001, and we've been there ever since. Uh, we've tried pulling out before. It didn't go well, so we just didn't do it. Um, the Biden administration should have taken notes from the Obama administration, which I'm not talking shit about presidency. I, I don't do that. I don't care. But when we pulled out, I want to say what was like 2012 when we pulled out of Iraq, ISIS came in and literally either bribed the Iraqi forces or beat the ever living shit out of them and took over everything we gave them. This is why, like, ISIS were having NVGs, M4s, our uniforms. Basically everything that you're seeing the Taliban post pictures of on social media right now. Yes, but the shit the Taliban has now is far more advanced yeah. than what we gave the Iraqis. It's actually crazy. I was going through some of the pictures. They had, like, buildings full of M249s and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, we pulled out too quickly. Now it's a problem. Um, I'm not saying not all bases didn't pull out in reasonable time. But some were forced to move out quicker than most because, as all administrations do, when they make promises, they don't make those promises happen, but they don't see the severity of us leaving those countries and not doing a timely order. Um, but yeah, when we pulled out, I think it was like 2011, 2012, around that time frame from Iraq, ISIS took, o took it back over in like months. Uh, the Iraqi military is not the best. The Kurds, full hand out of respect. I love the Kurds. The Kurds, legit, 
want their country back if no one knows uh there's a country called kurdistan it was formed in like 1921 in 1922 it was taken back over by like the iraqis the syrians they're like no nah, you're not having your own country those guys they can hold their own but the rest of them are just so they don't care they're so used to having a major power holding control of them and protecting them that when we leave, they're like, fuck it, I'm not going to lose my life to these other assholes. They're worse than the guys that just left. So, with the offense of us leaving Afghanistan in a untimely manner of us not moving shit and us giving too much faith in the Afghan military, they've taken how many cities in like the past week? Basically the entire country at this point. Yeah. The the president uh, right. the president literally evacuated the country. Yeah. The Afghan president has left. He's not there no more. Which means I don't know where he... listen to this. Let me let me say this real quick. This should infuriate almost every single US citizen, anybody. Twenty years after nine eleven, next month, the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, Afghanistan is being controlled by the Taliban. Completely controlled by the Taliban. On the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That should anger I anyone born and raised in the United States. Even people that came here from different places that associate themselves with the United States. That should infuriate everyone. It's a joke. It's a big slap in the face from the Taliban. It's a big slap in the face from Joe Biden. It's insane. And literally a few, four or five weeks ago, I don't know when it was, it was... In July, I think, uh, Biden specifically said, "The Talib this is a quote, the Taliban is not the North Vietnamese army. They are not remotely comparable in terms of capability. And then uh, a separate quote from the same statement. There's going to be no circumstances where you're going to see people being lifted off of the roof of a U.S. embassy in Afghanistan. And that's what we saw this week. Like we uh, we've already seen that this week. So, a lot of people don't think, well, a lot of people think the American military are baby killers and all that. We're not. There has been, I'm on U.S. News, Cost of Afghanistan Lives, War and Lives and Dollars. Um, I want to say this is correct, but the human cost from 2001 to now for American service members in Afghanistan is 2,448 U.S. contractors who are not military service members. Most contractors are veterans of the U.S. military that want to go back because contracting is crazy. It's been 3,846. We lost more contracts than we have service members. Uh, the Afghan National Military Police is 66,000. Uh, allied service members being like our NATO member states, which is like Germany, France, the U.K., Canada, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but those are the main ones, was 1,144. Afghan civilians, 47,145. Thank fucking God we've killed more Taliban than civilians, which is about 51,191. Uh, aid workers, so like the Red Cross, uh, any foreign aid that was sent there, they've lost 444 people and 72 journalists. So I obviously life is like way important, way more important than any monetary value or anything. But we have also lost literally countless trillions of do of taxpayer dollars in Afghanistan over the last two decades. 
trillions. So since we pulled out, I have been seeing a lot of fucking vehicles that like I drove when I was in Iraq. Well, I didn't really drive them, but I worked on them in Iraq. Um, like MRAPs, RGs, Buffaloes, shit that's supposed to withstand a mine explosion. I've seen videos of these things take an RPG shot and just keep going. These, right now, they're armored up enough they could fight us and it's going to be a hard fucking time. Um, I pray to God we don't go back in there. But, wars make money. I don't care who you are. Those who don't know history well enough, which you know Kyle does. Uh, World War II. World War II is what got us out of the Great Depression. World War II got Germany out of the Great Depression. Hitler's whole thing of let's build up our military gave everybody a fucking job in that country. They were a powerhouse. Wars make money. And it's why everyone's poor. I don't care. They, you can have a survey up saying U.S. congressmen can say, no, we don't want war. No, they're lying to your fucking face. They want war. It makes them money. How the fuck do you think they have so much money now? Because of war. I don't care if your favorite senator, congressman, governor is like, we're against this war. They're not against it. They're for it. I'm not trying to take the spotlight here, Cobb. I'm just, this, this is me saying it. Am I saying we should let them sit there and get fucked? Fuck no. But should it be America's full-time job to protect those countries? No. To be honest with you, I'd, I'd, I'd think the opposite is going to happen. I think we're going to do absolutely nothing about it this time, which is double-edged sword. It could be good. It could be bad. But the reasoning is horrible. I've seen people talking about the fact that they just literally don't care. Like, they wanted Afghanistan to fall. They wanted Afghanistan to fall. Like, I, I don't understand... I don't know. These people literally want people to like they don't care if people die like at all. Like they wanted it to happen. It's uh I don't even know what to say. And then back on Here's the wait, what were you going to say? Go ahead, go ahead. You're I was going to say ahead. back on the incompetence thing. Uh from a tweet from at White House at 2:32 p.m. today, okay? That's 6 hours ago, 6 hours and 10 minutes ago exactly, okay? They tweeted, this morning, the president and vice president met with their national security team and senior officials to hear updates on the drawdown of our civilian personnel in Afghanistan, evacuations of SIV applicants and other Afghan allies, and the ongoing security situation in Kabul. Okay? So in this picture, it shows Biden sitting across the table with the conference call on the projector or TV on the other side of the room. And if you zoom in on the TV, this is completely uncensored. In the bottom left corner, you have a label and two face cams, CIA. So it, the tweet states that these people are in Afghanistan, in specifically in Kabul, because they're informing him on the security situation in Kabul. And it's a screenshot, I mean, it's a picture with their faces visible perfectly and defining features and stuff like that. Like, whoever posted this from the White House, whatever photographer or social media coordinator or whatever they literally just ruined two people's careers and risked and put their lives at risk like their careers are done because of a tweet from the white house face uh, twitter account yeah 
I, I, it's just like, how incompetent can you be? This is from, I want to say, it's from yesterday. 3,000 troops will arrive in Afghanistan within 48 hours to reinforce the U.S. Marines already at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. The quick reaction force will include paratroopers from the 82nd Airborne Division from Fort Bragg. Uh, when I was over in Kuwait trying to go up to Iraq, when Iran launched the missiles last year in January, uh, the 82nd was sent as QRF to Iraq and Kuwait. These guys, I could talk shit about them all day, but I'll give them the respect. When they QRF, they are there in within two days. They don't bring cell phones, they don't bring laptops, they don't bring shit to keep them occupied. These guys, they go out there, they do training every fucking day. If they're stuck in Kuwait or if they're in Iraq, they're doing their security work. 82nd, talk shit about them, but the motherfuckers, they go. Uh, Jesus Christ, they're always on QRF. Um, and then you got the aircraft carrier USS Ronald Reagan and the USS Iwo Jima landing platform. Helicopter, oh, that's the, yeah, Iwo Jima's landing platform for helicopters. Both of them have about 2,200 Marines with a 24th Expeditionary Unit, 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force are on board. So right now you have a ass load of soldiers and Marines going to Afghanistan to do security work and to keep the Taliban back out of Kabul so they can send visas, people who have visas from Afghanistan to come to the United States to get the head staff of Afghan out and to get where we have an embassies out there out. I think they even today added another thousand to that. I think it's up to oh, like six yeah, or seven thousand. Adding more people because right now you have Taliban with vehicles that they don't really fucking explode. Have Have you seen the videos of the civilians? Dude, yeah, it's fucking wild, and I'm not going to try to talk shit about country's military, but I will, because everyone in our U.S. military doesn't. The Afghan military, we knew from the second we heard that they're going to pull out, they were going to fall in a heartbeat. Yep. I have seen the Kuwaiti military with my own eyes. I know Kuwait, Afghanistan, different countries. Not really. They have no respect for uniform. They don't take their training seriously. They give no fucks. Because they're so comfortable with us being there that they know if we pull out, we'll be there again within a year, and they'd rather just not die and just let the Taliban do what they want to. Yeah, I was talking to my dad the other day about it, and he said that, like, from his experience and from his experience, like, working with these people, or just, just in general, uh, that if, if we pulled out, that they would literally just run away. All of the Afghani military and stuff like that, they would just run away. Like, they know that they aren't going to be able to put up a fight against the Taliban. No. And the, because the Taliban most likely outnumbers them, and they know it. Uh, if those who don't know, if I'm 100% correct, when we invaded Iraq back in 04, we won that war in 24 days. They did not put up a fight. They tried to, and they kept getting smashed. The only big problems we had a fight is their guerrilla forces that were out there. So, the Sunnis, like, I don't know fully, because I'm not too accurate in this, within those wars, but you have Iranian militias still out there in Iraq fighting against us. 
ISIS is still a thing. I don't care what people say that ISIS is gone. It's not gone. They're still running around. They're still fighting. They will not stop. Because what happened is you have radicals. Radicals for the Catholic and the Christians would be the Crusades. Where we thought if we went to Jerusalem and all these places and killed the fuck out of these Muslims, we'd have free peace in the world. So, like I said, the Christians have their own radicals. So even the KKK is a radical Christianity fucking cult. Mm-hmm. But with the Muslims, it's the Taliban, fucking ISIS, these Iranian militias. They believe if they die in Valor battle, they're going to go to Allah and he's going to give them 72 yep. versions. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking to the religion. That might happen. I'm not sure. I don't talk to people's but, but the thing is, they, they legitimately believe that enacting these or doing these things to uh, Christians and the United States is what's going to get them those things when they die. Yeah. Now, am I saying the U.S. military is any better than the Taliban? No. We have our bad apples. There's a lot of shit that happened in these first early invasions of these countries that should have not happened. Bro, let me but let me ask you a question. Anyways. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Why could we finish off the Gulf War and the Iraqi air invasion and all that so quickly? Not just Iraq, but the the air invasion that we did. It's why could we do that so quickly? But then we strung out a war in Afghanistan for almost 20 years. And they didn't have any special technology or any anything more than they did in Iraq in the 90s. Why did they string it out so long? And, like, I get it's a money game, but there's nobody in the world that can argue that we couldn't finish this war the same way we did the Gulf War. There's just... There's so much shit that you think it's easy for to do, but then if you do it, there's consequences. Uh... Do I think we could kill a Taliban and be done with it? On paper, yeah, it looks good. Reality, it's not going to happen. There's going to be more people that are just going to see us as tyrants and killers. Yeah. There's a, there's always small gonna... pockets too, like just in areas that you yeah. can't predict, and like people that you won't be able to get, and then they'll just spread their ideologies to everyone else. And when, when you do same... when you do th- these attacks, and then sometimes there's casualties that weren't uh planned on like civilian casualties and stuff like that there's always a relative a family member a son a cousin an uncle something of that person that died that will swear their life to end the united states because of what happened and it's just always it's an endless cycle at this point another continent that is just like the middle east is africa Africa has their war bands everywhere fighting. We could go, we could take one out, but another one's just going to pop up. Mm-hmm. It's how the world. The world's a shitty place. Um, will we go back to Afghanistan and help out again? We, it's up to the UN. We kind of and, already are. Yeah, it's up to the UN and NATO. I'm not sure. We probably will go back there again. I'll probably go since my. No, I'm not going to that. I don't know. I might go. I might not. Depends on how it looks. Um, this is a conflict we shouldn't got ourselves into. 
And since we have, we'll never get out. That's just, just how it is. Unless we fully pull out and we just leave them be, we'll never be done with this. Because look at the Vietnam War. We went in. They fucked us up completely. Well, not completely. I'll say we we did lose. We did win a lot of battles. But just winning battles doesn't win wars. The Viet Cong and the Chinese that helped them and the Russians that helped them, they knew what they were doing. And we just took them unlikely. And it was the same thing we did with the Taliban and the Iraqis. We took them unlikely and they fucked us up. They adapted quick to our how we do stuff. It's same thing as the Viet Cong. The Viet Cong learned quick on how to adapt how we fight. That's why those who are going to the military, uh, future officers, future NCOs, listen, don't do everything by the book. If you do it by the book, the enemy already knows what the fuck your book says, and they're going to fucking knock you out in a heartbeat because they know how we fight. That's why everything we do has to be new and span. So around four hours ago, um, there was a article put put out that says that the militant group had taken over the presidential palace in Kabul, and that they have taken over a majority of the main major, um, a majority of the major uh, political headquarters, whatever you want to call it, in the uh, capital of the country. And that they are planning to declare a new Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. So they have basically total control of Afghanistan right now. And it's it's kind of sad because, like, it's just a big slap in the face to the U.S., man. And they're going to have it, it for it the 20th anniversary of 9-11, man. It is. And the way I see it, if we leave them be, it's going to die out quick. It's going to shit. Uh, it, it, listen... It, it is. But it's only a matter of time until there's another attack on the U.S. soil or anything like that. I man. know. I know. Especially I with know. how much power and, like, in all that stuff that they're getting right now, all the equipment, everything, how much, ah, they're gaining so much power just in, like, less than a week, they've taken over an entire country. Yeah. At the end of this, there's nothing... It's not going to turn out good. Either way, we do this. And to be honest, with as swiftly as they've done it, like, they're, they've they already got stuff planned on U.S. soil. There's no way they don't, especially with how the border is right now. They already have people in the U.S. with plans. There's no way. With as swiftly as they took over, as soon as all this happened, in a, less than a week, they have total control of the country. They have plans, and it's it's going to happen because of the state of our country right now. But the way I do see it, even though I know you're worried about that, I'm pretty sure Russia is going to push in again and just take over. And at that point, we should just let it be. That would, ah, I don't know. I hope, I mean, that would probably it's, be ideal if Russia just it takes It sounds it. shitty, but the way I see it, if Russia takes over, it's on them. Just leave it be from shit. there. Don't poke it. Don't poke the bear. So what we did with the Cold War in helping the Hujamadin, which the Hujamadin, listen, they were not, they were terrorists, not towards us. They had good intentions. They wanted to take Afghanistan back from the Russians. 
and just leave it as that and do what they can. It was the radicals within the Mujahideen who took it too far, like Osama bin Laden. Those who don't know about the bin Laden family, I'm not saying they're great people, they're probably shitty people, but if you look up the bin Laden family, they are the one of the richest fucking families in Saudi Arabia because Osama's father was best friends with the prince, who were the fuckers in charge of Saudi Arabia in like the 50s and shit, got the best contracts. His family is fucking rich. Mm-hmm. Only reason Osama bin Laden turned to what he is is because he went to some mosque and they talked up so much to him about what they're doing and all that. And he was like, sounds great. He is not a national Afghani. He was born in Saudi Arabia. He is a Saudi. But he felt prideful for his fellow Muslims to go help them out in Afghanistan. And he just kind of just fucking stayed there. Well, he didn't stay there. Um, Kind of when his whole vendetta against the U.S. happened from the Gulf War. Um, Saudi Arabia was scared to fucking death of Iraq coming to attack them because they weren't ready. Saudi will never be ready to fight their own fucking battles against like a bigger power. They were scared to death because Iraq was in Kuwait in no time. After Kuwait, it's Saudi Arabia. Those who want to get the information from, I watched a video from infographics there's a whole thing of something a lot on youtube you can watch the guy goes straight in the details about them and basically bin laden told saudi no don't worry about iraq we, we, we can handle them they ain't shit we beat the russians and they're like you beat a bunch of conscripts who did not have a lot of armored or helicopters you cannot fight the iraq military y'all can get the fuck out i'm calling the u.s and it pissed them off and he left saudi Arabia to go to afghanistan since then, he's been his religion of the his radical political Muslim religion is they're scared of Western influence and they don't want Western influence to ruin their religion. That's it. That's all it is. They don't want Western influence from us going in to help with the Gulf War. It pissed them off, and it's why we're in a situation we're at. This all started from the Gulf War, which you yes you can still blame the Bush family because Bush Senior was with the Gulf War. And then Bush Jr. is for Afghanistan and Iraq. There's no good possible way out of this for the U.S. military. There just fucking isn't. I don't know what's going to happen next. I can't tell you. I don't know shit. To be honest, I, I don't think it's just the U.S. military that there's no good way out of it. I think it's the entire country. I think right now, with the rhetoric of the current administration and trying to label U.S. citizens as terrorists right now and ignoring the real problems... Uh, we're getting into territories where I'm becoming super pessimistic. Yeah, it's it's a shitty time. Um, but when you look at it from the U.S. point of view, let's say a red dawn happens. Do you think the U.S. people are just going to throw up their lives and just say, fuck it, take us over? Nope. No. If if the current administration gets what they want and they start enacting like different restrictions on gun ownership and a gun registry, which will eventually lead to a mandatory buyback and stuff like that, they're literally just making it easier for all these people to come and take over the country. And <laughs> to be honest, it's not going to happen. It's wild to think that those who were born in 99 or 2000, or 2001, 
we're now enlisting the military and we're going over there to fight a war that our fathers fought. That's never happened before. Vietnam, it was about to get to that way, but not really. But this is what we're fighting where Kyle's dad, my dad, went over and fought. Yep. Now, I'm at the age where I'm going over to fight, which I just did. I went to Iraq last year. Did I see any combat? No. But I was deployed there. So, and I know a lot of people who have went and deployed there, and they're just like, this is my sixth tour, this is my seventh, this is my fourth. Having that many tours for one war is fucking outrageous, but it's happening. And it seemed there for a minute where even I was telling some of the new guys that come in, I was like, hey, the deployment pops up, you want to go, go for it, because you don't know if you're going to get another one, because mm-hmm. we're pulling out slowly, but we're pulling out. But as we're seeing now, we just can't do that. I know, I know this has been like endless, but I gen, I genuinely am not sure whether we're gonna go back in and continue this, or if they're just gonna leave it go, let it go, and focus on domestic things and things that aren't really issues, and letting all the real issues go. It's all speculation. Wolf will see what happens when it happens, and yeah. when it happens, you we're gonna have to be ready Whatever for happens, everything. Whatever happens, I'm. I'm going to support it the best I can. I hate it for the Afghani people the most. Yep. And I hate All it for the... the people that a lot of people I know have lost from being in Afghanistan to seeing that we lost lives or something that was for nothing. But it gets the same with Vietnam. The same shit happened in Vietnam where we lost and lost all those people. For what? Absolutely everything is changing for all of the civilians currently in Afghanistan. Like all the women were, that were working, like what's going to happen to them? Are they going to be able to work still? Probably not. All the women that weren't wearing their head covers, they're literally going to have to start wearing their head covers again because they're going to enact Sharia law again. And it's just, it's just a sad situation for everyone. It is. I feel bad because they thought everyone thought life's gonna get better for them and it just it just hasn't also like literally the previous sorry for getting you off but the previous administration was working towards peace in the middle east like genuinely working towards it they had signatures they were like they had agreements that had never even been imagined before between different countries they had countries recognizing countries that hadn't recognized co- that that country's existence in decades. It's like everything switched after this election. Everything switched. Shit changes, dude. People's agendas change. Where, unless I'm not a political person, I'm independent on everything. There's some administrations who try to do the best they can. But it seems like their tensions are bad, and there's some who are doing the wrong thing, but think their tensions are good. And I just, I don't know. This shit's been happening for years. People, the people voted for they wanted to, and I'm okay with that. But when it comes to the point where bullshit start happening, and people are just going to lay down and just accept it, I just can't. We're not in a time where everyone is poor, everyone is revolting to get jobs. This shit's only happening 
because of PCism, political correctness. I there's a lot there's some political correctness I agree with. I'm just saying uh, those who have parents, siblings, or any family member in the military, just I know a lot of people don't like thinking the military for what they do. A lot of people think the military is shitty, but even though they say don't thank me for my service. They still like hearing it. I tell people I don't like hearing it, but I still do. It makes me still think there's still people out in the, this country who still believe in what we do, and it feels good. So literally, I'm not saying to go kiss their asses or annoy them with it, but tell them, hey, I thank you a lot for what you're doing, and it, it was going to be a lot to them. I got really sentimental. Uh, but just thank them. There's a lot of stuff that you might see. They're just all oh, they're just they're wasting taxpayer money. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we do that's for nothing. But when we go over there, we have camaraderie. It's still it's still our like family members and stuff like that that are going over yeah. there. No matter what it's for, what what political motivation and stuff like that, it's still our family mm-hmm. members and friends. It's a hard time for them. Trust me, I dealt with it. A lot of my buddies dealt with it. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can't go home to either if something happens. Uh, which I'm going to be kind of off topic, but I'm just going to let y'all know. Uh, my buddy, he had his first kid overseas. They wouldn't let him go home. So he stayed in Iraq, and they said, the best we can do is we'll set up a Skype call with your wife overseas back in the U.S. You can stay up all night you want to till your baby's born. And he did that. And I know it affected him a lot because that's his firstborn child and he was not home to see her get delivered. But our command helped him out to the point where they could sit, he could sit there all night until the baby came and was delivered. Um, with me, I lost my great-grandma who helped raise me when I was little. But because she was an intermediate family, I could not go home on leave. Um, so that's actually insane. A, yeah, but it, it's how it is, and I I understood, and I told my family, and they understood too, and I apologized deeply to my grandparents. Said I'm sorry, I could not be home for a few, and they said, "Listen, it's okay, don't worry about it." And it, it still eats me up to this day. But for me and the guys in my company, we did lose a guy overseas. And that hurt a lot of us because he was just a good, outgoing guy. And there's a whole lot more people that I lost too while we were over there. I didn't really hear about or know about it, but if you know someone in the service, just thank them for their service and what they do. If they deployed, if they haven't deployed, just them taking their time out of their lives to volunteer, to go fight for your, for our country. Even though as shitty as it may seem, you still have those freedoms to protest, go on Twitter, say whatever bullshit you want to, with the legal respect of not saying you're going to a school or something. Um, for the talk shit about administrations, to just say whatever you want to for the most part. Thank them for giving you that First Amendment. So, thank your service members. Thank those who protect your communities and your families, like... Jeez, it may seem for some of y'all, but police officers, thank them. Not all of them are bad people. Some of them do good. Some of them try to help their communities out. Your firefighters are a big ones to thank. 
Same with your EMS. There's a lot of guys in our unit that are EMS, and they see more shit than they've ever seen in a military career for what happens. So thank your first responders and your military service because they, we do do a lot. We may see, we may say, I'll say I hate my goddamn job in the military, but guess what? <laughs> I signed the contract, and the people I work with when I do go on the weekends, I care about every single one of them, and we all know what our job is, which is to be the first line of defense for the country. I want to thank everyone for listening to the first podcast. Uh, me and Kyle deeply apologize from me promising a lot of y'all fu- fuckers that I'd have this done two fucking months ago. But <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the one that we promised that we were gonna do after that was a lot more lighthearted than what we're doing. Oh, right it's now. a whole lot more lighthearted. I'm telling you, the next one is gonna be talking about shit. Must be about fast food. I got a good one for Dairy Queen. Yeah, fuck you, Dairy Queen. Oh my god, uh, dude, no. Yeah, we're doing that one for real. Fuck Dairy Queen. Oh, but god. yeah. I thank all y'all for listening. Uh, keep spreading the word about us too. We're going to keep doing this. And it'll keep getting better. Yeah, it's going to keep getting better. Shit, we might start fucking bringing on guests here soon. We might have a guest for the fast food one that's if he's around. I'm thinking about Zion. Oh, yeah. If he's around. Yep. But yeah. So, thanks guys. Next one is going to be more lighthearted. Fuck is gonna be more lighthearted. This is <laughs> this is making me sentimental. I don't get sentimental. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. Thank you all for listening to the second episode of the Lands Podcast. Please follow us and subscribe to us on all podcast platforms. Let us know what you thought about this podcast. We would love to hear any feedback and any topics that you want to hear us discuss in the future. Thank you again for listening to the second episode of the Lands Podcast, and see you guys next time. <laughs>